Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. <laughs> Andy Jacobs, poor old And John. this is the H&J. I've had COVID. You can back off. The producer's going to back away from me. I'm, I'm safe. I'm safe. Yes, uh, <laughs> you can get it twice. Yes, that's true. There are no guarantees, John. I shouldn't be so relaxed blase. about the whole thing. Blase. Cavalier. I shouldn't be cavalier, blase, or relaxed. Uh, anyway, uh, Gordon Strachan joined us. Uh, and he was on very good form. He, he was. was on great form. Lovely to talk to him again. Uh, we spoke to the chairman of uh, uh, Beedale AFC, the club that have the greatest kits in the world, those sausage kits, the heck kits. And um, we had Martin Kelneron, who was on very good form, yes. wasn't he? And we had a chat. We did. That's yeah. right. And he had the cricket on live, so that's always very entertaining. <laughs> so here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. We will also keep you in touch with uh, the one day that got underway around uh, be five or so minutes. Cracking game. These yep. two teams are so well matched. Yeah, should be a good game. So Australia, 10 without loss, regular updates. Uh, hopefully regular updates from John, because the Aussies are batting, so we're looking for lots of wicket flashes. That's true. It's funny, though. I was thinking about this yesterday. It's interesting how these best behind-the-scenes documentaries make you look differently upon the players. You see them more So you love the Aussies now, I don't you? love the Aussies. <laughs> oh, you love the Aussies. You've I watched, don't like you've you. watched you, the I test. I knew you'd do that. Well, you're wearing that <laughs> hat with the corks in it. <laughs> green, baggy green. Yeah. No, but you do you just... You yeah, know, you, you see them differently. It's hard to hate it's, them. It's humanised them. That's the word. Yeah. And it's the same with yeah. the, the Spurs dog documentary. I think it's the same with any of these documentaries. You start to see these people as yeah. you know humans rather than sort of well, sworn that, enemies. You know, you, you you build up an impression of someone based on what you see the, the kind mm. of um, public persona. Glenn McGrath, for example. Glenn McGrath, well, you, for yeah. years he put us to the sword and he'd get under our skin and he'd oh, wind yeah. us up and we think he's not a nice man. You meet Glenn McGrath, one of the nicest men you've ever met. <laughs> and So I see all yeah, this yeah. old footage now and yeah. I see him chirping away at that and, yeah. I, and I think, oh, he's, 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 he's a good lad. I know he's not so, like so it's that. It's true, really. isn't it? So you do look yeah, at it in a slightly, do, slightly different way. And uh, you see this men called Andrew from the southwest have, have been voted the most stingy. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, men called Andrew from the southwest are most likely to duck their round in a pub. Yeah. A study revealed. Well, right? I've seen you moonwalk a few times as walking. <laughs> I think Very is that Michael Jackson or is that Andy <laughs> Jacobs? I'm only, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. It, it says here Andrews from West London are kind and generous. Oh, is that right? <laughs> no, not at all. Is that right? And uh, you mentioned kits there and uh, the old body expert. Uh, what do you call it? Body, body, body language. Oh, okay. So body expert. Body language. Body language expert Judy James has been looking at your football kit and what it means for your club. So, do you want to know about Spurs? Of course, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Judy says, 
Grey is one of the least motivational colours, but the yellow hints of new things to come. Right. A risky option that might actually suggest team confidence doesn't need boosting. So she's got all that from the little yellow thing you've got in the neck. Well, we've got a yellow third away kit, so maybe mm. she's she's focused on that. What's she saying about Chelsea's uh, oh, third the, kit? This think? stylish number suggests that... She just the... sings glad all over, does she, when, <laughs> when they look at the third, third kit? kit no, yeah. The first kit. She's the home kit. She said, this stylish number suggests the kind of subtle smugness that could power them through the season. Subtle smugness. That sounds about right. What about what about Liverpool? The colours create feelings of calm, quiet confidence. Okay. Not if we lose to Brighton, they won't love. <laughs> yeah, not in your house. What, exactly. what about what about Liverpool? Liverpool then? Um, Champions elect. There's a sense of celebration about this Called Christmas. This yeah. Christmas tree style design, hmm. uh, friendly rather than threatening. It's a relaxed look that suggests they think they're going to have a ball. Okay. I mean, she's making it up, isn't she? I mean, you know, just look at the kit and. That's it. What did she say about Arsenal? Let's have a look. Yeah, okay. Uh, a forward focused design. We'll be lucky to stay up. <laughs> did you say that? No. Oh, I should show. Can we get rid of Ozil? Those <laughs> arrows suggest they're determined to shrug off recent patchy form. She oh, knows yeah. her football. Mm. Well, actually, they've been quite good recently. Yeah. The sharp angles are all about aggression and fight, something yeah. Arsenal are well known for. <laughs> nice, there we are. So, yeah. uh, just some of the things they're saying via the kits uh, at the moment. We're going to be so we said, chatting to three former Premier League managers. We'll kick off with Gordon Strachan uh, in the the first hour mm. and so we're look, very much looking forward to that we're also going to talk about um, sell-on clauses in contracts because uh, we never got round to it yesterday so we've got a bit of an expert on the subject but um, Exeter everything that's been going on in the world recently obviously every club at every level is struggling for money and uh, they have uh, seen a bit of a windfall from the sale of uh, Ollie Watkins to Aston Villa a huge amount of money mm. Um, so it, it does mean that that money will kind of sustain them in this difficult period. And there's been stories in the past. I think Emmerich Laporte's uh, move to City stopped one of his or- original clubs from going under. They, they had the receivers yeah. about to come It's quite in. interesting about how you structure it because yeah. you don't know when you sell a plate and know what he's going to go on to achieve. So yeah, but I think if you know if you feel they're going to be good mm-hmm. players, if you feel they've got something to offer going forward, then then you'll weight the deal towards that. But there's been a few. Infamous ones uh, over the years, so we'll be uh, we'll be doing. They've got some questions coming in for Gordon. He wants to know. Uh, this is from Chris in York. They want to know from Gordon what are Cov's chances in the championship this oh, season. Well, we'll ask. That would be we'll interesting. Talking of new transfers, Wolves' new boy Vettinia is hoping it'll be uh, easy to settle in in England. Well, if you can't settle at Wolves, it's like playing in Lisbon, mate. I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That it's true. He's probably more at home there than he would be in Lisbon because he's surrounded by more Portuguese people. They've signed another Portuguese player. We'll talk to Andy um, Brassel about it on Monday. Uh, Vettinia. I just said it. Vettinia. Oh, sorry, that was Vettinia you said. Oh, I missed that. Sorry, I don't speak Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's so, right. I'm so glad you did that rather he's, than me. Uh, yeah, what about the new boy, Vettinia? <laughs> yeah. But I say boy, he's 20, you know, they've yeah, signed younger. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Yes, it's a new season launch special this afternoon with Paddy Power. We're going to chat now to Gordon Strachan and get his thoughts on what lies ahead. Gordon, good afternoon. How are you doing? Yeah, Thanks. we're not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, we're, we're we're kicking along. I just, what was that feeling like for you? Maybe as player and manager, twenty four hours before the season got underway, was it sort of a bit of trepidation, bit of nerves? Was you? How, what was the feeling? Seems that long ago. <laughs> um, as, as, a, as a manager, it was it was more nerves. That's for sure. As a manager, you really, as a player, 
you, you, the excitement was wonderful and, and getting on that team bus. I remember Gary McAllister called me yesterday. He says, do you realise it's 30 years since we got back into the Premiership with Lees? I'm like, oh. And I remember getting on the team bus and the team bus had never been to a top side in nine years. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we got on the bus and I said to the bus driver, let's go, do you know your way to Everton? <laughs> and he, he went, oh, smart pants, right? I says, let's go. So they were all excited. Everybody really and, and and worried about what kind of, you know, would would we won the championship as it's known now, mm. and, and we're good, we're powerful. Um, but what how were they done at that point? We'd under, he understood that that power. Um, we need to do a bit more, uh, and, and then you got people like Tony Derigo, Gary McAllister. We're all sitting in the bus, and we were wondering together as we're travelling over. It's just got to be good enough to do well here. And um, we started off next again. Then we were three nothing up at half time at Everton. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> it comes a bigger shock to us than anybody else. Um, and I think it comes a shock to uh, Neville Southall because he went in the huff and didn't go in at half time, and he started oh, goal post. Remember that game? Yeah, of course. I didn't know it was that match, but I remember that moment when he wouldn't go in. Wow! Wait. He wouldn't go in, and if he yeah. sat at the post, and he sat at the post when we went out. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. Oh, wow. I mean, there are parallels really, Gorman. What you did then and what they're hoping to do now, which is hmm. to come out of the championship, consolidate for a season, as you did, fourth, I think it was, then push on. You won yeah. the title. I mean, that may be asking a lot of them, but they've got to establish themselves again as a, as a Premier League side and stay there, haven't they? Yes, yes, yes. There's no doubt about it that Leeds being in the Premiership will... Um, it adds. You know, there's teams go and out the Premiership you actually forgot they were actually in there. Now, there was teams that are quite happy to go up and down. I understand that now. Uh, finances that there's teams like maybe West Brom and Norwich are quite understand what they don't want to, you know, put their, their, their club at risk by overspending. I understand that. And the fans get used to that. That's great. But I think Leeds are a club that, when Leeds went back to Premiership, fans around the world went, yes, Leeds are got to play Liverpool. That's always a good one. Leeds, mm. Man United, oh, they're more aggressive to each other. Chelsea, Leeds, that goes back a few oh, years. Yes. these big games around it. You can sell these games around the world. And mm. um, there's a lot of teams that come into Premiership that don't do that. Uh, going back to what Howard did, and at the time that was quite a lot of money. Um, and that'd be, that's, I can't remember, they bought Gary, Rod Wallace, and people like that. So, and Tony Duggan. That was to buy that standard now. You're, you're away at 100, 200 million um, uh, pound, and, yeah. and Leeds just have not got that. So they have to consolidate um, in this season. Um, and they got to be as brave as they were last year with the expansive football. They'll do the same again because that's what the manager wants. Sure. That's what he's given them. That's what they want to believe in. And I think if, if there was a changeover in tactics or anything like that, it'd be cu- confusing to the players. But also to say to the players, we don't really believe in this now. Um, but um, I think they've got enough about them to stay in the league. That's for sure. I mean, it's a hard start. It's a, it's, it's a horrendous start to get yeah. Liverpool away. Sure. Um, so I, I, our start was hard against Everton, who were a, a right good side at the time, but nothing like the, the, no. the, the world-class team they've got to play against now. Mm. Yeah, conversely, though, I suppose teams be a bit wary of playing Leeds early in the season because you don't know how they're going to be, you don't know what they're going to get. And and you mentioned around the world people interest. I mean, the interest in Bielsa himself is is incredible. He's a, he's a real character, isn't he? Oh, he's, 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 uh, he's terrific. But he, he has, um, he's got his own way of thinking. 
And he, uh, what I like about if you go back to the, I remember watching his Chile team of, um, about six, seven years ago, maybe longer than that, uh, and thinking, how brave is this? He's only playing with one centre half. Mm. And he had this, I had the wee guy who played for Car- Cardiff, the wee midfield player. Medal, Medal. Everybody got on, and pressing Germany, pressing England. I, I, I think they got beat with Germany. But the performance that night was mind blowing for any coach watching. Mm. We're all saying, "How could, how how brave is that? And where did it come away with that idea?" That's and to be a coach who thinks outside the box and leaves a legacy places and leaves something in your mind. There's no many coaches can do that. But what he signed a one year contract, uh, and that's good for him <laughs> because I think he wants to go and he creates. He uses his mind, he creates He creates something. And sometimes it doesn't work, by the way. <laughs> he creates, but he, he tries to things. But what he'll probably do, I, I think, and I hope not, I hope he stays for a long, long time, he'll probably think, I want to create something else. I want to go to another country. Mm. I want to try something else. And that's what it is. And we, and we should accept him for that and, and enjoy him while he's here. And every club wants their fans back, but for Leeds, it's it's pretty important, isn't it? Because they make a difference. I mean, I saw a, an estimate that it could make a difference between five and six. I don't know how people can say this, but between five and six points, having them there rather than not having them there. Yeah, it is, and they do drive you on. There's no doubt about that. But like most crowds, and it's, it's funny about uh, I've been reading about one or two players talking about. And let's get it right: the game's not the same without fans. Uh, if you go to Celtic Park, there's a quote with Joe Steen saying that the, the game is not the, the game is for the fans, and that's been proven that the game are the fans. Uh, and sometimes you love them, and sometimes you hate them. Uh, but as long as it stirs an emotion, uh, because usually most fans start cheering for your first ten minutes, then they go into this way, cross their arms, and go get on with it. This is rubbish. Uh, and then later on, they start moaning and groaning. So you enjoy that bit. I always enjoy that bit where the fans go with you. And then if it turned against you, I used to like that as well because it used to make me angry. And anger <laughs> was a power. Yeah, it kept yeah. me going right. If you think I'm bad, I'm getting back on the ball again. If you think I'm rotten, here I go again. And mm. the anger sometimes of the crowd turned, your own crowd turned against you, can you make, make you a better player as well? So it's a strange thing, this, this connection between fans. And usually the last five minutes of the first half, they're with you again because you can see you. And the start of the second half, they'll start with you. Then there's this worrying moment that the fans use, well, moment, usually 35 minutes. Gundy, <laughs> oh no, the panicking, get subs on, do this, change him, he's useless. And then the last 10 minutes, the fans are back again. So it's a, it's, it's a fascinating, if you, if you study it, it's a fascinating thing. Yeah. Um, but good players, can, I think, can use the, the momentum, but they can also use, use the kind of anger on the fans to use it a power as well. So the quicker it comes back, the better for everybody because I think we're the same watching the games on TV and things like that. We kind of put up with it now as a game of football. And, and, and from my point of view, I, I love watching games from a coaching side, of it, but I just miss this kind of excitement and sure. roaring. I think even the referees have changed. I think the, the, the referees are letting them more away now because they, there's no crowds in there to, to influence them. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, one of your old clubs is a player, Gordon Manchester United. What are you expecting of them this season? What have you made of the job that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done so far? Well, I, I think what's happened is, is it's signing players and getting players back. Pub come back to do things and hitting balls. But uh, Fernandez, Greenwood, I think for a couple of years, you... 
you kind of seen every pass that was coming at Man United. And that wasn't there for 20-odd years. There was things happening in the pitch. But wow, where did that come from? Scholes has hit that and Keane's done that. Giggs Beckham and all these kind of players are doing things that are extraordinary and you can't see coming. I just thought they've got a period there for four or five years. You could actually tell what move was coming. Mm. And I think with Fernandez back and Greenwood uh, and, and Rashford finding his spot left to come inside, one of the three attackers up front, I think now you've got, that again, with Pogba coming back, you've got people who can do things and create things that win games of football because you can, there's a certain amount you can do to stop what uh, teams beating you. But you need that that that, that genius or vision in the middle of the park. And I think they've got that back. But I still think they might need another one of these geniuses that can see things um, that um, other players can't see. Yeah. Just a pity that would sell us away to wherever he's gone. It'd be great if we went to Man United, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, just finally, a quick one on Scotland. Um, got a bit nervy the other day against the old Czech representative side. I think Steve Clark was on a bit of a hiding to nothing, wasn't he, really? Because they, they weren't putting out their first team. But what have you made of his progress with Scotland? Well, it's hard for me. Uh, I, I don't know if any of you guys have done it, but they tell me it's a bit like this. Um, if you know, so you leave your, your missus leaves you and goes away with another good-looking man, <laughs> then it's no easy to watch, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard, you know. Your girlfriend's taken off with some other bloke. <laughs> so it's not easy for me to watch these games. And I can't do, I watch highlights. Hmm. Um, but um, it's no easy. And, 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 and it's not been easy for a while. And, and I think if you look back, if you look back, uh, even when Big Alec was there, um, Israel were a decent side. Let's get that right. And, and if it wasn't for Alan McGregor a couple of years back when Alec was there, about 18 months, an incredible save from Alan McGregor in the last minute stopped. It, it kept Scotland in the playoff places for the, the, the Nations League. And and also, I think it's very hard for He has strength in some areas and weaknesses in other areas. Um, uh, so I think that's a problem where we we I've got strength and, and that's and that's no Steve's fault that's yeah. the way we bring players up that's our fault as coaches and whatever as managers in Scotland um, so it's no his fault it's no easy just now even at the striking position it's no easy centre backs right backs um, but he's got loads of great midfield players left backs we've got left if there was a World Cup for left backs we'd win it yeah. we can only pick a left back <laughs> we need to make some, one of them English don't we at the moment we haven't got any left backs so um, so we, 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 we do alright that so it's, it's not an easy thing and to be fair I've got to say I can, I can forget what even competition they're in last week. What, what competition is this now? The Nations the League. Cup? Nations yeah. League. New yeah. development yeah. since yeah. you left. I don't know whether it's this season or last season. Are we getting season. on with the <laughs> what, what year is it? Um, well, I know. That was last year. When we're playing next week, next year, that's next month. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. I think we've got. I, yeah, I, I, I thought I'd tune in and see me standing there as manager again. It <laughs> <laughs> it's like a time machine. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. You won't be surprised here that Andy has gone into full pessimism mode as the cricket uh, unfolds. But the thing about Labuschagne is if you don't get him in the first 20 balls, you don't get him. Uh, ever. He has got it, out, though, in his career. Oh, yeah, he? but until he's had 100 to his name. <laughs> he's I a know. very, very good player. I think slightly underrated. I did a, I did a Spurs podcast the other day, The Fighting Cock, and mm. uh, Flav, who does it, listens to the show. And he, yeah. he's a big cricket fan. He likes the cricket. And he was said, he said, I love listening to Andy when the cricket's on. Because <laughs> really? he, must, he, said, he must be the most pessimistic man I've ever heard. <laughs> and I say, yeah, he will. Like, Sri Lanka will get four off and over. And he'll turn to me and he'll say, They'll get 500 here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> They'll get 500 here, definitely. But you, you can't yeah, help yourself. I refer you to my earlier answer, as they say in <laughs> Parliament. <laughs> now, Delhi Alley... It's all emotion with me. Delhi Alley, surprisingly, doesn't drive a, a K-Reg Nissan Sunny. He no. drives uh, a £390,000 Rolls-Royce. or rather, a bit of a corporate limo, didn't you? Somebody, somebody drives it for him. I mean, if it pulled up at the lights, you'd expect uh, Lord Sugar to get out. <laughs> exactly. Really. But not necessarily uh, Delhi Alley. But um, one of the things this car has, this luxury Rolls-Royce Phantom, uh, is a huge screen uh, in the back which can turn the back of the car mm. into a 3D effect aquarium. <laughs> when would you ever want that? <laughs> At what point do you think, oh, I'll I'll just, you what I've had a bad game today, so yeah. I'll, just, I'll get the aquarium on. That'll very much out. so. Because it's quite soothing. Soothing, isn't it? It's very calming. It lowers yeah. your blood pressure looking at fish. It is an odd motor, isn't it, to be driving around <laughs> it? Nigel must be healthy. Just, d- 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 somebody must pump the cigar smoke into it, because I imagine it smells of cigar smoke, <laughs> even though he doesn't smoke cigars. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's that sort of vehicle, isn't it? It's a beautiful vehicle, wow. but uh, there you go. He showed it off on Instagram Live whilst being driven with a power. Yeah. When uh, when I worked at Chelsea, uh, mm. oh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you that in a minute, because there has been a wicket. Yes, but it's cricket. not Labuschagne, oh. I'm delighted to say. <laughs> okay. John Norman has the details. It would have been hilarious if it was Labuschagne, but unfortunately not. It's uh, Marcus Stoinis. Actually, I think England would be happier because Stoinis, who's got such a terrific uh, record in uh, 2020 cricket at the top of the order, has just been laying into everything. Uh, but he's the third batsman Certainly the second to go on the back foot, attempting to drive one of these two fast bowlers that England possess, Mark Wood and Jofra Archer. Archer taking Warner's wicket, but it's Wood who's picked up Stoinis in much the same way he picked up Finch. The both batsmen driving on the back foot, possibly expecting a shorter delivery when it was pitched up, going for the driver. They're not in position to do so. Butler, credit to him, good catch to his right, but Stoinis has gone for 43. In Australia, who have just been going at every Thing. It'd be interesting to see if they continue in the 16th over, 80 for three. 
Here we are. Thank you, John. Mm. You think Rashid is very important in this game? I yeah? do, yeah. You know, he's bowling he bowled, well, isn't he? Oh, he bowled brilliantly in the T20, so yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't come on yet. be interesting to see yeah. what happens when he does. I was about to say that when I worked mm. at Chelsea, Ken Bates yeah. had a Rolls Royce. That would be a massive surprise. And uh, he would sort of park it just outside the front gates and then ask, um, funny if he'd only let one person, I think, ever repark it. And that was Teresa, who you'd have worked at Chelsea for oh, yeah. many years, a really? stalwart, one of the long serving staff. Was he particularly good at parking? Well, I don't know, but he would just, <laughs> he'd lob her the keys. Yeah, he'd lob her the keys. You have to move the car through. And, uh, but she she was the only one. I thought it was a great responsibility, wasn't it? Because there was a load of building work going on at the club at the time. There was all these diggers yeah. going past. And she'd have to get out of these little tight spaces. And, and he we... wouldn't have been happy, would he, if it, uh, you know... Well, he would have had him, you wrong. know... I'm, I'm, I'm sure she had the better the driving skills of anybody in, in the place. But it was always <laughs> yeah. always her who had to move his car. He didn't trust anybody else. Anyway, there we are. Yes. Long time ago. I'm glad we we made the news this morning. We were in the sun. Yeah, that we? was because uh, we, we did mention yesterday in passing. We wish Motty well because uh, mm. he, he wasn't too good. Um, he's broken a couple of ribs in a in a fall, but yeah. he will be. He can't join us today. He's still in a bit of pain, understandably. But we again, we do wish him well. I'm sure the listeners do as well. Yeah, he was and, worried that I might make him laugh. You know. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, I thought he was on fairly safe ground if he'd been on. <laughs> Me too. But um, <laughs> but he will be joining us, I'm sure, next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now, a lot of the teams, of course, in the Premier League will be uh, showing off their new kits, but none of them will uh, have the impact of uh, Beedale AFC. Uh, Thanks to their sponsorship deal with Heck, which has been running for a few years now, they always get column inches in the papers with their new kits. And uh, uh, I think they've really gone for it uh, this season. The goalkeeper's... very on message. The goalkeeper's uh, kit is basically a cheese grater. Yes. It's 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 a it's a thing of beauty and a joy forever. Um, <laughs> Martin Coombs is the chairman uh, of uh, Beedale AFC. Good afternoon, Martin. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. Andy, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good. Hey, it's good. lovely having our annual chat. It is um it is the most outrageous, I think, of all, isn't it? The goalkeeper's uh, cheese grater kit. Do you think? I mean, it's it's actually it's more outrageous than Manchester United's third kit. <laughs> Well, I saw the Man U third kit and I thought that was dreadful, but ours is uh, much better. And the goalie's kit, the cheese grater, it's genius. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> Normally you go with a sort of sausage-based kit, but this is this is still sausage-based, but it's sort of a vegetarian take on it. This is the home kit, yeah. Yes, it's the it's, it's home kit. It, um, it's We're playing in, in our first game of the season uh, tomorrow at 2 o'clock at the Hex Stadium, and it'll be getting a run out then. But the the company is sausage based, but they've moved into the um, into the veggie veg with edge they call it. So right. bangers and burgers, um, all vegetable based, which is probably about thirty percent of their business this year. So it's yeah. a, it's an expanding market, and the kit reflects that. Just remind us, a hecker local to you, which is why you're involved. Them, I take it. Yes, it is, and the founder of Heck, Andrew Cable, uh, I used to teach him many, many years ago. Wow. So, so I've known him a, an awful long time. So did, it, did the careers officer say that uh, he would go into the sausage <laughs> business? Was that was that the way he was, he was led uh, at school? No, it was the family business, the pig farm, but the founder oh. was more... More money in uh, in dead pigs and sausages than live pigs, I'm afraid. <laughs> a bit dark. The, uh, <laughs> so these these kits support prostate cancer, don't they? So is that a certain percentage of the sale of it? That, that's it. Yes, I mean it's um, it's a bit of fun, and we started it in 2017 with the original sausage kit, and then we talked to you about the the hot dog kit. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Oh, it's brilliant. And then 
Last year, it was the Bangers and Mash kit that was banned by the FA um, because it contravened their um, rules on advertising, so we couldn't wear that one. Oh, no. Um, but mm. all the kits bear the prostate cancer logo, and £5 from every shirt goes to prostate cancer. And so you can get these shirts, just Google or search for Beadle AFC or historic football shirts, and you can order online. So far, I mean, that, that kit that was banned, I think it became a collector's item because that kit alone raised over a thousand pounds across the cancer. So it's 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 really good, and it's a very worthwhile cause. As you know, it's a it's the biggest killer in men in this country. Sure. It's one man dies every forty five minutes. So it's a it's a worthwhile thing, I think, that we're doing. There's so much interest in football shirts now, with the big companies releasing third shirts and pop-up shops appearing in trendy areas, people selling football shirts. I presume these, over the years, have sold pretty well. Well, they have, yes, yeah. Um, in fact, um, another company has just come on board wanting to order 150 of the original um, hot dog, sausage and bangers and mash kit. Right. And our, and our dedicated supply, historic football shirts, I think he's got 200 um, stocked up, ready to ship out. And they go out all over the world. You wouldn't believe where they wow. go. Chile? Australia, I think most continents in the world Amazing. Have, have a heck shirt somewhere. It's fantastic. And, uh, and, and in these troubled times, I would imagine that the shirt sales sustain you a little bit because it's pretty tough at the moment, isn't it? You know, you're, you're starting to get some small crowds back, though. You're still going to be allowed to do that, aren't you, even under the new regulations? Yeah, we have um, strict COVID uh, mitigations in place at the um, at, at our home ground. But we don't make any money out of the um, football shirts themselves. We raise our own funds. We've been very lucky this year. We got a, a £2,500 grant from the Football Foundation um, and another £500 for the restart. So the FA have been really, really good. I just hope they don't ban the, ban the carrot kit this year. Yeah, yeah. let's hope not. Anyway, good to talk to you as always. Have a good season and hope the kits go well for you. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, well, I'm hoping also to get Dale Vince up, you know, from... Um, yeah, no. Forest Green Rovers, they play Harrogate Town on December the 5th, which is only half an hour from Beadle. So I've invited them up for a, a veggie lunch before the game. So we'll yeah. see We'll see if they take that up. You've, got, you've definitely got more chance of getting him down there with a veg with edge than you have a pork banger, definitely. So uh, <laughs> thank great. you. Thank you, Martin. All the best. I'll speak to you next year. We will do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Let's hope yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Martin Coombs there, who's the chairman of AFC Beadle. Go and check out the kit. It's uh, it's it's sensational. The goalkeeper's kit is fantastic. So, it uh, is all good fun. It's an interesting story coming out of Spain about yes, Eden Hazard. Apparently, he didn't play in either of the uh, games against... Uh, Sorry, the game's for Belgium in the international break yeah. there because of fitness levels. And he's turned up, and apparently Zidane not very happy that he's turned up overweight again. <laughs> you do think he's taking the mickey a bit. I mean, he cost Madrid a lot of money. You know, you think he'd be He's talked of... about it, though. He does... He does. I know he does. If, he but, does struggle. He but it isn't that long... fluctuates, Yeah, but it? you think, I mean, when, when when Madrid finished playing, they played City on the Friday, and that can't be yeah. more than about a month ago. He was straight down the pie and mash shop. We're looking by the, the back of Deli yeah. Alley's car. Strange. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Joining us now, um, it's Martin Kellner, squad number nine. I was thinking of oh, last yeah. night. Oh, hello, Martin. Oh, I thought we could have your watching, music on. I was, I was watching Castleford against Warrington last night. What a game. Great it's match. Yeah. match, really. What a brilliant sport that is. I haven't watched a whole game of rugby league for a long time. I really oh, enjoyed really it. got into it. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. That's excellent. Good okay. man, good man. Well, Fantastic. we haven't got your music, but maybe we'll play at the end. But, Martin, uh, <laughs> lovely to talk to you as always. We're going to look at a week of sport on TV, and you call this from the sublime to the ridiculous. 
Well, yes, because I watched uh, When We Were Kings, oh, which uh, is it's a fantastic film, isn't yeah. it? I, mean, I saw it at the cinema years and years mm. ago. Really well worth watching. It's in the Storyville series, which are these uh, documentaries, sort of long form uh, feature film style documentaries on uh, BBC Four. And um, it's excellent, you know. So the the madness of the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, if if you weren't around in 1974, I mean, certainly if you've never seen the film, watch it. But if you weren't around, it's difficult to to explain just how mad it was yeah. taking a world title fight like that, uh, which was uh, underwritten financially by the by yeah. a very very poor country, uh, Zaire, which now the Independent Republic of the Congo. We should point um, out really the kind of basic premise of it is is the kind of circus that went to uh, to Kinshasa. To, to Zaire for the fight between Ali and Foreman in 74 and Don King's front and centre. They had a big music festival mm. with James Brown and Miriam McCabe and others to run alongside it. It was a crazy idea all round, wasn't it? Yeah, and it starts off with jazz crusaders playing what we used to call fire in a pet shop type jazz. <laughs> you know, it's, it's oh, crazy. I loved it. I it was great. I, love it. I mean, it wasn't, sp- out, yeah, wasn't it out there? From my taste. One of the best commentary lines of all time, too, from Harry Carpenter, wasn't it? Oh, my God, he's won the title back at 32. Yes, well, Harry wasn't in this, though. So no, he was not. Um, but a lot of the... I mean, the two was in it. Norman Mailer was was very interesting, wasn't he, as a, as a, a pundit in it? I think, to be honest, if you want to hear pundits on boxing and on sport generally, Norman Mailer, George Plimpton, yeah. also brilliant, and you know, and uh, Spike Lee, also uh, Muhammad Ali's uh, biographer, you know, the, the standard of punditry. Thomas Houser, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Thomas Houser's yeah, yeah, the guy, yeah. 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 The uh, yeah, I mean, the standard of punditry was just brilliant. The Sorry, we lost you briefly, Martin. It's all right. Yeah, keep going. going. You're back. Did you? Bless you. I'm glad I'm back. Um, yeah, the, the newsreel footage was fantastic. And I've said before, I, you know, you can't have too many documentaries about Muhammad Ali no. uh, because he was su- such a fantastic, fascinating guy. point that Norman Mailer made, you know, th- th- it's often said that he carried on too long, uh, Muhammad Ali, you know, at the, uh, at the expense of his own health. Uh, but the point that Norman Mailer made was that, you know, he really loved boxing. He really loved boxing. Mm. And he, you know, he carried on for 22 fights after uh, after this fight you know yeah. you might think that that was the point at 32 years old that he would uh, that he would step out of it at the top but he didn't he carried on boxing for the simple reason that he loved it mm. and that it wasn't you know, certainly the way Mailer looked at it it wasn't a tragedy that he carried on boxing Don King what a character yeah. lots of Don King in it you know the man who quoted Shakespeare but <laughs> yeah. I mean he was a he was a ter- he was a terrible man he was a piece of work honest, and I think he still is, let's be honest, yeah. Yes, but it's, it's, it's a really quick, it, it's, it runs so quickly. I mean, it's mm. such a fascinating documentary. It feels like sort of, it's 80 odd minutes and it feels like it's gone in 10 minutes. It's such a fast paced documentary, yeah. it never lets up. It, it's such, it, the pace never lets up at all. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, yeah. Abs- it's, it is absolutely brilliant. And, and also, of course, the fact that everybody thought that uh, Muhammad Ali, Ali was going to lose to Foreman yeah. because Foreman was such a hard hitter. You know, they had that thing in the, in the documentary about he he hit the uh, the punch ball you know hit the big hard ball uh, and he hit it so hard that it, it created like a sort of watermelon type shape yeah. in the middle of it and uh, Muhammad Ali who you could see the look of fear couldn't you you could see yeah. uh, because yeah Norm Mailer and Plimpton they all said and also of course the great Howard Cassell yeah. who I never tire of watching either yeah. no, it's um, great. I, 
yeah, his best work was obviously in Woody Allen films. It was, bananas, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's also great to watch him. And it, it was uh, it was brilliant to watch. And the fact that Mobuto put up the ten, you know, Don King got him to put the ten million um, uh, ten million dollars yeah. up for the fight. You know, it was the only way he could get the fight. Couldn't get it on anywhere in America or anywhere else. That yeah. was the only way he'd get it on from the money from a, this a fifty-fifty split. Are you listening, Eddie and Frank? It can be done. Fifty-fifty yes. split in the purse. They got five million each, didn't they, to do <laughs> yeah, it? Nice. Make they these did. fights happen. Anyway, uh, from the sublime, then to the ridiculous. Um... This is the West Ham. <laughs> uh, this is the West women's team. Uh, the the program's called Squad Goals. Yeah, uh, and it's a follow. They had one uh, about West Ham women, I think, or West Ham ladies. I think last season. I think this is a follow up to that uh, to that documentary. Uh, for anybody who's who, who's terribly interested, there has. I mean. The way they sold the last one was the mm. fact that uh, Jack Sullivan is the youngest managing director of a football club, yeah. you know, of a top-level football club. Uh, how did he get that? Well, I suspect it has. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the interview process must oh, have been yes, exhausting. Very difficult. Uh, it must really have been. But I did like the scene of uh, little Jack Sullivan. Two scenes I really enjoyed. Yeah. Little Jack Sullivan at home in the Sullivan Mansion. Uh, the Sullivan Mansion, mm. if ever the royal family want to sell Sandringham yeah. and move into something a little more grandiose, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know, uh, David Sullivan's place is quite remarkable. Yeah. I mean, it's an unbelievable um, mansion. That just shows uh, how much money there is in softcore porn. But the uh, it is it is a very tasteful, a slow, there, isn't it? Very it's quite very understated, isn't it? It's quite understated, sort of. Very thing, understated. Yeah. Um, if you like thrones, if you like a throne, uh, yeah, as opposed like to just a chair. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. indeed. But what I will say about Jack is that, um, yeah, there's some good work going on there. Yeah. Uh, and they are, you know, they've got uh, several initiatives going on, which you have to applaud, hmm. um, although it is, there is the ridiculousness of the whole thing, including the fact that uh, Jilly Flatty, who's the captain yeah. of the West Ham team, uh, I think she might be either retiring or she's coming towards the end of her career. Hmm. Uh, with her, her friend, she's opened... Uh, a cryo lounge. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I know did someone you know who's that? in in that business. Yeah, well, like the oh, very very cold. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Experience. To kind of help yeah. people rehab with injuries and mm. stuff in sport. Yeah, rehab yeah. with injuries and yeah. also not cryogenics. No, not cry. No, you're not. You know, no, it's not a Disney situation, first. as Glenn would call it. No, this is just you're very much alive when this goes on. Yeah. So. Well, I thought it was quite interesting. Yeah. I also thought um, the scene where I thought they obviously had to have a Baroness Karen Brady scene in it. So you have a little sort of setup type uh, right. interview where Jack sits with uh, Karen, and it looks very much like a scene from The Apprentice. Yeah. You know, because he is so young, you think he's one of those uh, sort of shiny, overeager. He's unlikely to be fired, though. Let's yeah. Honest. That's right, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a punt on that. Martin, before no. we let, we, we're going to have to... Uh, we also want to play you that clip that we couldn't oh, play yeah, you last week. Oh, yeah, please do. This was, this was the one that got to the final of, uh, yes. of the clips of the month. I know, so I'm when overwhelmed. It, when you just seem to kind of give up, have a listen to this. I haven't checked the odds. I don't know who's favourite, probably just Chelsea, I would imagine. But this is as, as close with two good young coaches as I think you're going to get. Um, and with a no crowd there, just be going to work so it's obviously it's, it's, it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> well we, we almost had that just now you know this yeah. is this, this internet bt 
for God's sake. They've, been, they've had about, they've, they've had six, and I'm not lying, six different engineers round oh. to look at the look at the internet. And eventually their conclusion was, well, you know, fiber will be coming soon. Okay. <laughs> when they say yeah. coming soon, not before the end of his show, you yeah. know, before next week's show. It's just shocking. As long as, as, long as the internet holds up, you'll be back overnight on Talk Sport and indeed I on will. Talk Radio. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Well, that was us this afternoon, um, but we got a little bonus clip from Fisherman's Blues that Andy quite liked uh, today. Andy, what was it? It was Nigel's guest, Chris Ball, who reckons carp fishing can come at a tremendous cost. I've known enough people in carp fishing where it has been everything. And they've lost their job, their house, their wife, they've lost everything. When the fun stops, stop. Bit dark, I felt. But uh, there we are. Uh, well, we're back on Monday. Alistair Campbell, Kevin Day's with us uh, after the start of the Premier League season. And Paula Radcliffe joins us next week as well, amongst others. So have a great weekend. Enjoy the start of all the football, and we'll catch up with you on Monday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 